Google Chrome obviously is a, a very important dominant browser. Chrome extensions are pretty popular. So how can we create something that's going to sit in your chat GPT, but not take up a lot of real estate? So we've mm -hmm. got something that's collapsible. It's there when you want it. And when you don't want it, you just tuck it away. And uh, then you have a whole list of categories from business to health to uh, productivity and uh, writing. A lot of people use chat GPT to help them with writing blogs, or maybe you want to write a white paper. So being able to come up with good quality prompts is what's going to lead you to come out with good quality output as far as what you're going to be able to have as far as a finished product. Hi, and welcome to the 91 Day Success Podcast. I'm Jonathan, and today I am thrilled. We're actually doing a live in-person interview, and today I've got with me Paul Jendraziak. Paul actually is a West Michigander like I am, and while Paul and I have known each other on social media for years, and we think we've met before, but we're not exactly sure, recently I did some information on a chat GPT tool called PromptStorm, and unbeknownst to me, this is Paul's project. And so we got reconnected and we agreed to come here into the office and chat. So Paul, welcome today. I know we're going to talk about more than just PromptStorm, but welcome and thanks for coming into the office. Thank you, Jonathan. I appreciate your time and uh, looking forward to chatting with you. So everybody's going to want to know, let's start off with the big question. What is PromptStorm and how does it help people when we comes to AI? Back around November 30th, ChatGPT came out. It's um, a open AI chatbot and uh, really took the world by storm. And it was the fastest product, I guess, if you will, to get a million users. And I think it's about 100 million now just because, you know, what it is, what it does with artificial intelligence and people are able to ask it all sorts of questions and have chat GPT help it or help them with marketing, or maybe it's something where they're planning a trip. And uh, these chat GPT is what's called a large language model. And it's been trained on all this data. And uh, one of the key things with whether it's chat GPT or now you have Bard out there, which is a AI tool of Google is being able to do prompts and prompts are a way to communicate, to, to ask this artificial intelligence chatbot something and get the output that you're mm -hmm. looking for. And, um, so prompt storm. My partner and I, Jeff, um, Jeff and I have been business partners on things for probably almost the last 25 years. And the day ChatGPT came out, we started chatting about what it meant and thought we got to do something to, you know, create something that's AI related. And we got thinking about 
how we could do something that would be helpful to people who are, for lack of better words, getting onboarded to that. And as I mentioned, prompting is the way that you communicate and the quality of your questions and what you're asking is super important if you want to be getting back the right information or how to put something in place. So we came up with a prompt storm and we've loaded it in crafted prompts that are a good jumping in point for folks, whether it's you're doing stuff for business, say you want to come up with blogging ideas, say you want to come up with branding ideas, say you want to do stuff related to SEO, or maybe you're going to go to Italy and you want to know some of the best sites to check out, or maybe you're looking for off-the-beaten-path places, hidden gems, if you will, and you can use PromStorm to help you with finding out things related to that and being able to interact with ChatGPT and get good quality answers to the things that you want to know and save yourself time. And if you are running a business, it helps with efficiency. It certainly can. If you're not familiar with with PromStorm, it's a Chrome extension. So you just go in your Chrome browser and you go to the Chrome extension store and look for PromStorm. And it is so easy because when you load ChatGPT in a tab on your computer, PromptStorm come up, comes up on the right-hand side. And you literally, Paul and Jeff have done such a great job, you literally select drop-down menus to the category you're looking for, the type of question you want, and then it gives you prompts or prompt starters, at least certainly to work all the way through that. Yeah. Tell us a little bit. I know you historically as a professional photographer. How did you make the move into the AI world or what caused that? Or has that always been an interest and just not part of who, what I knew about you? Back in the 90s, Jeff and I, is the popular internet was taking shape. We got involved in search engine marketing, although we saw that was something that was taking off. And um, so we did that for quite a few years. And obviously, if you wanted to be found on the internet, whether you were a local business or a global business, it was important to be able to be ranking high, whether it was in a search engine. People think of Google these days, but going back to the 90s, you had obviously Yahoo was a big force. Mm -hmm. You had Alta Vista, you had places like InfoSeek. So you were crafting your web pages to be able to rank well for not just say, Google, you were trying to rank well for all these other search engines out there. And now, obviously, that landscape has changed dramatically. And then as we got into the 2000s, spam email was a big deal. People were dealing with that. And we created Spambly, which was a spam email filter. Yeah, I'm familiar with it. We did that for many years. And then I got back into photography myself back probably around 2010. And that had always been a passion of mine. Back when I was 18, I got into interviewing rock stars and uh, having been a guitar player, I got to a point towards the end of uh, high school. I thought 
I don't know if I'm going to become a professional musician, but I thought this will be fun. And Music Review, which was a magazine here in Grand Rapids, which is now Review Magazine, called them up, told them I can get them an interview with Gene Simmons of Kiss. Cool. And, uh, didn't have any experience, didn't have any connections, managed to make it happen. And uh, really exciting experience, but intimidating. And uh, so once I started doing interviews, I was at a lot of shows. I thought, well, it'd be fun to photograph these because I got all these rock magazines when I was a kid. And uh, so my dad gave me a, a camera that used to be my uncle's camera back from the 50s or 60s and started taking pictures and then he took me out to Ritz Camera which is at Woodland Mall mm -hmm. you say you're from West Michigan so you probably remember oh, that and got a for lack of better words a proper camera or with the time film day and so I started photographing all these shows that were coming through the area and was fortunate enough to be able to photograph folks like Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains, Tool, Metallica, and it was a pretty cool time for music. Myself, I was a hair metal guy having been in high school in the mid-80s, so it was just a very transitional time in music because everything in 91 it was going towards grunge and alternative. But... I was fortunate to have photographed all that stuff and had it on film and all that stuff got packed away at a certain point and did the, the music thing for a few years with music review, interviewing people, went on to be the editor of the magazine and then the internet was taking shape and then just got into the search engine stuff and then eventually got into software with Spambly and then came full circle doing photography and then always have been technology minded and once you saw AI was really going to start taking off mm -hmm. back in November of 2022 thought looks like a pretty exciting opportunity what can we do to find a, a jumping in point? And the prompts were a key thing with oh, yeah. chat GPT. So Google Chrome obviously is a, a very important dominant browser. Chrome extensions are pretty popular. So how can we create something that's going to sit in your chat GPT but not take up a lot of real estate. So we've mm -hmm. got something that's collapsible. It's there when you want it. And when you don't want it, you just tuck it away. And then you have a whole list of categories from business to health to productivity and writing. A lot of people use chat GPT to help them with writing blogs, or maybe you want to write a white paper. So being able to come up with good quality prompts is what's going to lead you to come out with good quality output as far as what you're going to be able to have as far as a finished product. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And kudos for jumping on so quickly and seeing that because obviously I think you've caught a massive wave here to work with. And it's like I said, it's so impressive. Talk to us a little bit, Paul, about you mentioned categories. You use categories in PromStorm to help us as users figure out where to go. How did you and Jeff come up with those categories? And are there thoughts to expand that as time goes forward? What's that look like in the future? As far as the categories go, it's just being able to just... That's great. Yeah, we'll show it here on the screen. Yeah, we go through a variety of categories, everything from art to coding to education to entertainment, general categories, and just everybody's going to be different as far as what their yep. uses and interests are. But I would say if you had to break it down, a lot of people, their focus is going to be on business. And then you take a step, go further into it is going to be marketing, which I believe is how you came across yeah. prompt storm. I don't know, maybe you saw it in one of the AI newsletters or something like that. So we are focused on how can we make people's marketing more streamlined and easy and be able to create prompts where they can just fill in the blanks with stuff. So it's a stepping in point for them and then they can go and go beyond that. And we also have things in there. So say you're looking for a job, we can turn ChatGPT into a a job interviewer. So if you say, I'm going to be interviewing for the uh, director of marketing, can you interview me as uh, somebody who would be hiring for that? And ask me one question at a time and wait for my answer and then follow up. And then you can have it be able to do that. You can set up chat GPT in such a way and say, you're a this, you're a that, you're a marketing expert, you're the head of HR, mm -hmm. you're a, a travel tourist advisor. I believe what you call that is like priming it, say, you, so you want to say dictate a, a certain mindset mm -hmm. that you're communicating to the artificial intelligence, this case being chat GPT, and then you get it to communicate on those terms mm -hmm. with you. I think that's one of the things that I really liked about it when you got it set up was that not only do you provide the drop-down menus for us to take a look at, but then there's always appropriate questions where we get to fill in data. And then based upon that combination of category and data, you guys are creating prompts right. that allow the system to give us much better responses and much more accurate responses overall. I think that was one of the things that just so impressed me with that. Talk to me a little bit about AI is changing very rapidly. Oh, yeah. every day there's new news and all that. What are your plans for PromptStorm going forward? Do you think you'll work with any of the other AIs that are out there? Is it too soon to tell? What does that look like? If I can ask you to share without sharing too much. Yeah. Absolutely. So right now, perhaps by the time this is online, 
you'll be able to use it with Bard, which is Google artificial intelligence chatbot. So you'll be able to go to Bard and over in the right-hand side, you'll see the prompt storm Thunderbolt and you can pull out those categories and you can fill in the blank those prompts and execute those same prompts on Bard as you can on ChatGPT. So is more of these chatbots come online our goal is to be able to interface with those. And some of them, there are going to be similarities. Sure. And there's going to be differences. So you may say something about you want to do a prompt related, say, marketing plans. So you want to create that on Chat GPT. So then you can take that same prompt architecture and execute that on BARD and maybe you can compare and contrast and you're going to get maybe some things that are quite similar or some things that are different. And uh, I view AI not as a replacement, but as an enhancement to be able to help you build your business and uh, create a, a efficiency. It's amazing how fast it can write oh it is stuff but i don't i'm not an advocate of saying this is going to replace this it simply enhances that there's been things that i've written and i i enjoy creating them out of myself mm -hmm. but you'll want to sometimes put that in there and say how would you write this better and it may totally rewrite that but you don't necessarily take what's rewritten, but maybe there's like a word or two. It's like, okay, I like that word. And then you just take that and integrate that into there. But uh, yeah, my view is it's good enhancement for being able to, uh, to increase your productivity. Mm -hmm. And uh, as far as where it's going to go forward, um, there's been open AI papers that have been released around the time they did the chat GPT-4, uh, which I believe was mid-March. Bear in mind what you have access to and what I have access to and the general public has access to isn't what they have access to. Oh, absolutely. So they're further ahead. And um, in those papers, it talks about being able to use tools. And uh, for us is species, it was a big turning point when we were able to use tools. So if AI, as you're seeing with Google, with BARD and all that, being able to use tools, you're going to be able to execute things just as far as if you have somebody who's working with mm -hmm. you, an employee, and say, I need to get this done, I need to get that done, you're saying... I, I want these things done within a certain time frame and executed, and you'll be able to do that with tools and with chat GPT. Now, for the plus users, you're seeing plugins uh, rolled mm -hmm. out, and so they've got a, a web browsing capability, a code interpreter, but you've got other 
companies who are doing plugins. So you'll be able to use tools within that context, within that framework. And uh, it's, yeah, it's going to be pretty amazing, but I don't think I would say, you know, turn everything over to that. I, I think you want to be able to make sure that what you're getting back is exactly what you're looking for. Absolutely. Know? And that's important. No, I think the tool is the right way to look at it. It is a tool, just like I can do long form di division and I can do complex multiplication. At least I could when I was younger. <laughs> the calculator helps me do that faster. And I really see prompt GTP or I'm sorry, prompt storm as that same type of tool with chat GTP. If you're not as experienced in writing prompts or even somebody like myself has been using it for months, it helps me better understand how to craft and communicate with the system to get the responses that I'm looking for. And it's just, it's an amazing tool. Now I know personally, I got access to the plugins recently through as a plus user. I actually like the Chrome extensions better okay. than I do the plugins. Okay. The integration seems smoother and all that. As a developer, what's your opinion on that Chrome extension versus a plugin that's built into, or an add-on, I guess you can plug into, to chat GPT. Any thoughts on that difference is that's a brand new era for us. What's going to be interesting is to see where things go with Google, because obviously OpenAI with chat GPT, they're putting that into their architecture when you go to the OpenAI right. website to their chat bot. Google controls more real estate. Oh, absolutely. So it's going to be interesting to see where that goes. The Chrome extensions, yes, are nicer, but that landscape has existed way longer True. than the chat GPT landscape, but I think we always have to go back and look at what the, what was the web like, say in 1995, 96, and what is it like now? If you go to say something like archive.org and you type in a website that you know now and look at what it looked like then. So some of this stuff is going to be, it's going to be very rough. Oh yeah. But the technology behind the scenes is phenomenal. What you're seeing on the front end may not look as pretty or as exciting. So it's more about what it's doing for you on the back mm -hmm. end. But with what we have with plugins, we're riding over the top of that. We're hand-holding you. And if you want to do prompts, Say, you know, you like a certain book, you want recommendations, you can Google that, yes, but this is going to go through all that stuff just like that. Absolutely. And it's going to say, you like this book, you want to know, say, five other books that are a similar theme, it's going to give you that and give you a synopsis of that, and then you can make some choices based on that. So it, it is going to be interesting to see how it changes the landscape of search. Yeah. And I have some feelings on that. I mean, uh, 
you're not going to, I don't know, a couple of years from now, are you going to be able to go through individually and look at different sites the way you could if you type something into mm -hmm. Google? Of course, the concern would be, I was like, oh, this is a spam site that was ranking a certain way. Okay, I, can, I appreciate that being weeded out, but there is also a certain level of, I also want to do my own investigation if I'm looking mm -hmm. for something. Mm -hmm. This is getting it to you much quicker, and it just maybe depends on what your what your time is. And sometimes you don't have a lot of time, True. and you want to get the information as fast as possible. But the velocity of this stuff is just insane. Yeah. And what was say a year is happening within weeks, and. Even people who are in AI will share those feelings. And I think it's easy to assume that everybody knows about certain things. In, in, no matter what industry, you're in a bubble and you think everybody knows what you True. do. And they don't necessarily know that. And I think that's one of the good things about what PromptStorm does is it makes it easy for people who are just coming into this AI world and learning how to communicate. And because, I don't know, I think as we talked about before we went on camera, maybe we realized that we're not as good of communicators as we thought we were. And we assume somebody understands what we're looking to communicate. But when you communicate to AI, you're communicating in that in such a way where maybe you're poorly communicating it, then you're going to get a poor output mm -hmm. back. So our goal is to be able to get you on your feet and be able to create with fill-in-the-blank prompts to get you quality answers to what you're looking for, whether it's creating a marketing campaign or you're going to take a trip to Rome, Italy, mm -hmm. and you want to know where some of the hidden gems are in, in Rome that you may want to see if you're with a family. And so, yeah, I think AI is important in just helping with us with a general communication. Mm -hmm. It's who we are, just, you know, you and I being able to sit here and have a conversation. So maybe I'm thinking about things a little bit differently when we're talking because of AI. Absolutely. No, it's true. You mentioned, obviously, it's a great way to get people started. I find I still use PromptStorm regularly, especially when I'm thinking of working my way through a prompt and that type of thing. Do you have any case studies or stories that you've gotten back from users as far as user experiences of how PromptStorm has helped people get started with these tools and been beneficial to them? Yeah, absolutely. What I think is important is being able to have a dialogue with the people who are using what you've created. Mm -hmm. And we started doing a newsletter a couple of weeks ago because that's a great value to have that dialogue. Mm -hmm. Because if you're creating something, essentially this is a solution, we want to know how are you using it? And we've had people share information with marketing, what they're looking for on that. So we've crafted some prompts based on direct feedback mm -hmm. 
So for me to create stuff because I think that this is cool isn't necessarily what you want. So I think it's important to have that feedback and create what people are looking for. We've had people in the medical profession say, I use chat GPT to help with diagnosis. And you're not obviously saying, I'm just going to let AI decide what's right mm -hmm. for my patient. But what you can do is you could take things with um, lab values, body measurement, patient history, put that in there, and it could say, this is an assessment. Absolutely. Obviously, you want to be taking that additionally and talking, if you yourself are a medical professional, uh, in analyzing that, making sure that, that sounds correct. But additionally, having another mm -hmm. person who is a professional at another level review that, but you can get that assessed at a rapid rate and you may catch stuff that, you know, somebody wasn't going to catch before. I think that we're going to have huge breakthroughs, especially in the field of medicine mm -hmm. because of AI. I, we're only just so smart. And this is a, a sum total of all knowledge there. And if you've got this rapid speed to be able to assess things, analyze things, we're going to be looking at some huge breakthroughs. The, the, the speed, you think about, I'll think about like with my mother and the stuff that she saw in her mm -hmm. lifetime from, say, 1934 until she passed in 2022, that's an amazing mm -hmm. period of time. But then you think our lifetime, you know, all that stuff, you have an exponential angle to mm -hmm. that. It's just, it's going to be mind-blowing. Now, they just barely had telephones, I think, oh, yeah. in that time as far as for regular residential use. Yep. And what that morphed into, then you had party lines where, um, you know, maybe I think it was like you or your, and your neighbor both mm -hmm. had, and then you had rotary dial. Now your phone does everything, but yet people don't want to talk on yeah. it now. It's so true. So it's just, it's fascinating and it's going to be fascinating to see where AI goes with all of that stuff. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, when you look at the jumping in points for each generation, myself from the early seventies until now from what, what I've mm -hmm. been in technologies that are no longer there and uh, yeah, things change there's the uh that quote the only constant is change so true and uh, and sometimes yeah it's painfully difficult to see that change and it, sometimes that change affects you in a positive manner sometimes that change affects you in a very painful manner it just you got to learn to navigate but of course Sometimes that's easier said than done in our lives. Let's go on to, we've a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs that watch the podcast, Paul, and maybe you don't want to answer and that's okay. 
how do you monetize a free Chrome plugin like this? How is it worthwhile for you and your team to be creating this and investing the time and energy, which by the way, thank you. It's a great tool, but I know I, if there is a subscription, I haven't seen it yet. So how do you guys monetize this long-term? How is this a viable business for you? We're looking at a variety of possibilities. One may be doing a premium model. Mm -hmm. Another may be breaking it out on a niche basis. Oh, okay. So here's a version of Prompt Storm that's specifically for marketing, or here's a Prompt Storm that's specifically for something like real estate professionals. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'd love to say this is what we want to do. We're just easing into this. Sure. We've barely been out there a month, and I think it's important to find out how people are using it rather than assuming this is how they're going to use it. So I can say, yeah, we're going to do a premium version, but we may not do a premium sure. version. We may do a version for marketers that may at some level be a yep. premium version. So it's a matter of listening and paying attention to what people are using it for and going from there. And just, it, again, like I said, the velocity of this stuff is, is mind-boggling just on a daily basis. So I think it's a matter of paying attention to what's going on within the AI world as best mm -hmm. you can. We saw a few days ago, obviously, Google and Bard, they're coming yep. up with more stuff. Okay, we got to pay more attention to that. We want to integrate that. You're going to have other models out there. We're going to integrate that because, you know, there's going to be... Some people are going to prefer ChatGPT and some people are going to prefer Bard. Yep. Some people prefer an Android. Some people prefer an iPhone. Some people prefer a PC. Some people prefer a Mac. So it's going to depend. In some of those things, it may become more specialization where somebody's going to use this. Some people like chat GPT more for coding mm -hmm. versus BARD, but what's a horse race? I think it was around 1999, maybe around when Google came out. Mm -hmm. And you had all these other search engines. You say you search for something. You don't say you search for something. Yeah, I Googled that. Yeah. So Google blew everybody out of the water. And I would never write Google off. And Google could become a dominant player or whoever may be the big player a year from now might not be open AI. It might Absolutely. not be Google. It may be an organization that we've never heard of. So it's, you, know, you, you got to surf and, and navigate that stuff. And you know, just, it's an exciting time as well. That, that goes. One of the things that I think is so cool about what you're doing with prompt storm and you shared with me before we started recording, uh, as everybody else that watches the podcast, I always ask our guests, if they had 91 days or three months and a thousand dollars to start a new business, what would they do? And Paul let me know on the way in that he's actually set that up into 
Bromstorm now, in a manner. Yeah. Can you tell us what you've done there a little bit? Sure. I had added in a prompt here. Rush this a second. If you can walk us through and we'll show it on the screen while you're walking us through. Yeah. So you come over to the categories, pull down to business, and under subcategories, ideas and brainstorming. And the prompt is business ideas for starting over. And it says you're a serial entrepreneur, just so you prime it. What would you do if you had to start over with $1,000 to build a business? And you can put in what your skill sets are and what actionable steps would you take in the next 91 days? And I had listened to your first podcast as well, and you'd mentioned the goal was to be generating $10,000 per month after the 91st That's the goal, day. yeah. Put that in there. Let's, say, let's try it out. What do you want to put in here for a skill set? What do you? Let's think here a moment. So I know, let's say I'm into woodworking. Okay. I'm not, but I'd love to be. Let's see what it does here. My skill set is woodworking. And then if you would, let's read off what, Yep. or at least summarize, whatever makes sense. As you can see on the screen here as we're going, it's creating quite the prompt or quite the results, I should say. The neat thing is, as Paul entered that, as you can see on the screen, it just automatically prompts ChatGTP, and we're getting uh, the AI to give us some suggestions on what we should do. So it says, if if I had to start with just $1,000 and my skill set was woodworking, here are some actionable steps I would take in the first 91 days to build a business that generates $10,000 per month after the 91st day. Number one, define your niche. Identify specific woodworking niche that you want to focus on, such as custom furniture, home decor, wooden toys. This helps target market the marketing efforts and differentiate you from your competitors. Two, create a business plan, outline business goals. I'm just going to go yeah, that's briefly. Fine. Three, build a portfolio. Start by creating a collection of high-quality woodworking pieces that showcase your skills and craftsmanship. Take professional photographs of the work to create an impressive portfolio to attract potential customers. Set up an online presence. Create a website or online store to showcase your work. Network and collaborate. Attend woodworking and artisan events. Join woodworking communities. Uh, six, offer your services locally. Start by offering woodworking services to local customers. Approach interior designers, architects, homeowners who might be interested in custom pieces and, or renovation. Offer skills for commissions or small projects. Leverage online marketplaces, it says for number seven. Utilize online platforms such as Etsy, eBay, Amazon. Um, Number eight, implement effective marketing strategies, developing marketing, advertising, SEO, content marketing, social media, offer woodworking classes and workshops, share your expertise, offering woodworking classes, 
be a great way to generate additional income, establish yourself as an authority in your field. 10. Scale your operations as your business grows. Consider hiring additional help or outsourcing certain tasks to free up your time for more woodworking projects. Look for opportunities to expand your product line, additional services to increase revenue streams. Amazing. So if you haven't used ChatGPT, that's a prime example of how we can help you brainstorm and come up with ideas. And the neat thing is, obviously, from there, we could ask it to expand on any one of those sections oh, and, yeah. and carry on that conversation. Absolutely. Have a dialogue with it because if somebody is using ChatGPT, over on the left-hand side, you'll see that, that there's your conversations. So you could continue that conversation right now and ask additional questions, or you could come back to it in, say, three days, and you'll be like, oh, well, what about this? So it has a memory, mm -hmm. just as you have a memory of what was discussed. So you can talk to it like you're talking to a regular human mm -hmm. being, and it's accessing this stuff, and it can maybe take you in directions that you wouldn't have thought of. on these there's 10 things that it listed sure so let's say you'd be like oh okay eight of those yeah i could have come up with that whatever but right. there's maybe two things that is like, oh yeah wow i didn't think of that that's a really good idea mm -hmm. and so you may want to build off of that. So I think it's it's super helpful as far as idea, idea generation. Oh, absolutely. So yeah, I think um, just being able to be able to learn to create prompts and being very specific about what you're looking for, whether it's just simple, something simple as you're looking for a definition or a greater understanding of things. You could say, explain this to me like I'm five years old. Mm -hmm. You, you've got folks who work for you. So you send somebody something and you understand it because of your personal framework, but maybe they don't understand things in a way that you do. So they might want to take that and put that into there and say, explain it to me like this. And it opens up a new way that they can think about that and be able to accomplish that task for you so that, you know, you can achieve that goal. Yeah. It's actually one of my favorite things to do with ChatGPT is creating standard operating procedures. You can create a set of instructions like Paul was talking about, and either the user can put that in and get a, a feedback, or when you're creating it, if you're like me, you've probably missed a few parts as you created it. You can put that into ChatGPT and ask it to improve it for readability and to check it for accuracy. And in most cases, it will pick up some subtleties that you missed or sometimes even some big rocks that you missed along the way sure. and help fill that in. It's just really amazing. Paul, I want to thank you for coming in again. This has been great to do it in person and yeah. have the opportunity to chat and really just tickled that you decided to add that prompt into prompts and, and now everybody's got the ability to use that. Smart move, because we'll now recommend this to everybody, obviously. Go ahead and get the ideas. Love it. We're going to add links in, so if you want to download PromptStorm and figure out how to do that, we'll do that. 
as far as links, we'll make sure that's available. If people have any questions or ideas or things like that, how do they communicate with you and your team on how they're using PromptStorm and what things they might do? Yeah, if anybody wants to shoot me an email directly, it's just paul at promptstorm.app. I'd be happy to chat with them. Otherwise, if they want to download PromptStorm and it's in the Google extensions, or if they just go to promptstorm.app and it's an easy download and get themselves up and rolling within a few seconds. Well, and I want to let you know, we're not the only people that think PromptStorm is really cool. If you're in the AI world at all, there's a couple of major players and major websites that are out there. And I know of four of them, at least, that have already recognized and done features on PromptStorm. Ben's Bytes has one of my favorite future tools, as well as AI Valley in the rundown. I know I look at all of those sites and just a testament, Paul, to what you guys have done, that you've been featured in all four of those very prominent AI sites. So congratulations on that. Yeah, thank you. It's a great honor. And I appreciate you taking the time for me, Jonathan. Absolutely. With that, everyone, we thank you for joining us. I encourage you, go download PromptStorm. Start using ChatGPT if you're not. Learn how to use it to expand what you're doing as a business leader. There's so many tools apart from just basic content creation. And if you want more, I'm also going to put a link here to a private Facebook group that I run all about how to use ChatGPT for entrepreneurs. And that's actually where we originally discovered Paul's plugin. Check it out. Check out our group. And with that, make it a great day. And we'll see you on the other side.